You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number eight, with Steph Williamson, certified life coach and speaker. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. She Leaders, thank you for joining me today. I am here to introduce to you our next guest on the show. Her name is Steph Williamson, and she is a life coach and speaker. She is somebody that I have had the privilege of working with in the past, and she is really amazing at what she does. She talks us through her journey in her career today and how she started off as an actress and then moved forward into the fitness industry and felt like she was missing something. She wanted to impact people more in their lives, and so she ended up finding a program and becoming a life coach. A lot of her message and story talks about authenticity, which is something that at She Leads Me, we work with a lot. We speak to in our trainings and in our workshops. It is something that we truly believe in. We want to know and we want you to know who are you? Who are you to the core of you? And how can you use that to implement your true calling into the world? Steph has some great insight and some great tips for us today. So I am excited to introduce to you Miss Steph Williamson. Hello Steph, how are you today? I am good. How are you Heather? Good. Thank you for joining us on the She Leads Me podcast. I am so thrilled to talk all things leadership with you today. You are somebody that I've crossed path with crossed paths with in the last couple of years, and I always love our time together. I always love our conversations. I always walk away with so much because you are just an amazing person. Mm. You are a life and leadership coach coach based out of the Pacific Northwest, but your career takes you on many travels to work with people all over. So let's start there. Let's tell our audience more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, I am just a normal human. I like to remind people of that just because I'm a life and leadership coach does not mean I have all my shit figured out. (laughs) But I found a passion working with people. What got me to coaching was actually was I was a fitness trainer for a really long time. Mm. And I just didn't feel like I had the right tools. Like I had a tool, Mm -hmm. squats, salads, hard work, (laughs) energy, uh, who I got to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was so much fun. But I realized when um, when I worked with a lot of women specifically and they would bring their whole lives to me that I was like juggling emotions and feelings and stress. Mm-hmm. And like the only tool I could give back was squats and salads. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, it's kind of hilarious. The humanity in me came out because at networking events, I used to complain about it a lot. 
who hasn't complained at a networking right, event. Right. And I was like, I want to do this thing, but I'm really doing this thing. And so somebody told me, I think you're meant to be a life coach. Mm. Yeah. And I had a ton of judgments, as a lot of people do, about what that meant. I had this mental picture of hippies in long skirts with guitars <laughs> around fires. Like, <laughs> I rolled my eyes and I was like, um, no. But lo and behold, just a few conversations and a whole lot of research later, I enrolled in an intensive training program for this craft, and I've been doing it ever since and never looked back. So it's really the same work. It's people work, Mm -hmm. but the tools that I use are way more about the whole human I don't do fitness or food stuffs anymore, Mm -hmm. but I can speak to who people are and what they really desire and help them get there in life, in business, in leadership. And it all happens through conversations that are really curious and explorative and just sort of free flowing with a whole lot of action attached. Yeah, that's amazing. And so being a life coach and going through the program that you went through, tell us a little bit about how that's you know, there's a bunch of different types of like accreditations out there and different things Mm -hmm. that people have, or maybe somebody doesn't have, you know, any specific, um, program behind them. Tell us a bit of the difference between kind of what's out there and the program that you chose to align yourself with. Yeah, this is one of my favorite questions because I'm a huge stand for coaching as an industry, but right now it's not regulated. There's literally no laws, so anybody could print a business card that says business coach, life coach, success coach, blah, blah, blah coach, and Mm -hmm. they can sell themselves that way. Now, there's pluses and minuses to that, right? There's a low barrier to entry, which means people who have a passion can get into the work. But then the industry is like, there's so many people and you don't really know how to pick. So when I went through it, the person who told me about this actually went through the same program and she just told me, do your research. And when you're ready, I have people you can talk to. But I looked at what is the governing body for coaching? Mm -hmm. Because when I go into something, I go all the way in. Mm -hmm. So the governing body is called the International Coach Federation And obviously, it's in the title. It's international. Mm -hmm. And they had a bunch of accredited programs through them. They have really high ethics and standards. Uh, I really love their set of core competencies, which are kind of like the rubric we use to evaluate coaching, but also what makes up coaching in, in a holistic way. So I looked through the ICF and I found the company I went through, which is Accomplishment Coaching, and I've stayed with them for the four years I've been a coach. I went from being a participant to a mentor to a leader of the company um, because I believe in the education of coaches Mm -hmm. and the personal development of coaches. Mm -hmm. So coaches got to have coaches. Trainers got to have trainers, like everybody needs that level of support. So our company with Accomplishment Coaching, we do personal development always. We call ourselves a coaches and leadership training program, but it's personal development at its finest Mm -hmm. with a healthy side dose of coaches (laughs) training and leadership development. 
I love yeah. that. That's amazing. And it probably helps really when people understand that too, it helps kind of take away, you know, those initial thoughts that you had when somebody brought up, you know, a life coach to you where it's just like, oh, you have all of these like preconceived notions because like you said, anybody can just get into it. And that's yeah. kind of what gives it this interesting um, reputation in this space sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me over a year and a half to even call myself a life coach. I try to call myself everything but a life coach because of that. Yeah. yeah. Now I think it's hilarious when I'm at a coffee shop and somebody asks what I do and I say I'm a life coach and then like their face kind of gets screwed up because they don't want to judge me, but they are <laughs> judging me. And I'm like, it's cool. You You're can right. judge me. Right. So you've just owned that and not even just looked back. It's like, ah, eh, who cares? Like whatever you want to say or think or whatever, you know who you are and you know what you provide and, and your clients do too, right? Anybody that's yeah. had a chance to work with you, you know, myself included, it's just an amazing outcome and yeah. definitely a huge difference between just some regular person off the street and working with you. I love that. Thanks yeah. for sharing that with us. So with that, right, I mean, you are in charge of creating your own days and your own schedule. So what does a day in the life of Steph look like, right? Like that, I mean, I could see so many different ways that that could go. What does a normal day look like for you? Yeah, well, when I'm not on the road, which has been a lot lately, mm-hmm. I... I sit in my very curated office in my own home. Most of my clients are virtual. So I have a setup where I've got my computers, all my headphones, all sorts of different headsets, and all my notes spread out across my desk. And I get on the phone and I talk to people all day, every day. Either talk to my clients Mm -hmm. or I work with my teams. So like I said, I'm a leader of accomplishment coaching and I run a team of mentor coaches who then coach a team of coaches in training. So I have layer after layer of people I get to train and develop. And then I have layers above me who are training and developing me. So I'm either on the phone training and developing my team, being trained or being developed by my junior and senior leaders or coaching my clients. Or in an airport, traveling to do it in person. Right. I, I do the, the development stuff once a month in person. So I'll be headed after our session to go jump on a plane and do exactly that. Yes. And it takes you all over, right? You get to travel. I mean, you're pretty spread over the United States in the people that you get to work with and the places you get to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all over the U.S., uh, mostly San Diego. That's my second home right now. Beautiful. Lovely and sunny, especially when we're in the Pacific Northwest this time of year. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's a quote on your site that I really love, and it's your own quote. It's, you can impact the world without losing yourself. Tell us more about that. Unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah. So Um, I told you part of my story going from fitness into coaching, but the biggest part of my story is every career or industry I'd ever been in. I worked myself so hard, right? Mm -hmm. Just like I said, when I go in, I go all in Mm -hmm. until I was burnt out. And that, you know, had me career hop a little bit thinking I was blaming the career basically, not the case. What really was happening is I was losing myself because I was trying to become who everybody else needed me to be. My first career of choice was acting. So that was a great place to breed, mold yourself into exactly what a director or a casting agent needs. And then 
wait, who am I? Right. Um, and that actually led to some, some severe stress and illness. I was sick and tired all the time and I didn't know who I was. It wasn't until I did the personal development work of becoming a coach that I realized it wasn't the careers, it wasn't the jobs, it wasn't the directors or the gym owner's fault. It was me and not owning all of who I was. Mm -hmm. So I see that happening all the time. I mean, a majority of my clients come to me when they're getting to the end of their rope or they're hustling real hard. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing we look at is who are they? Who do they know themselves to be when all the bullshit isn't in the way? Mm. And from that place, you can make a bigger impact. Yeah, I love that. And for our audience here, which is mostly women, I think that we really struggle with that through whatever that is, right? Like you went through that process and like finding out through your career. And so whether we do that through our careers or we jump into parenthood and kind of lose ourselves or we jump into, you know, just like mm-hmm. the next thing and the next thing and being everything to everybody. I, I think that a lot of people can resonate with what you went through and that process for you, because that's such a common theme especially in women, because we try to be all things to all people and can yeah. lose ourselves in that. Yeah. yeah. And you think that being all things to all people is what's making an impact mm-hmm. or that's what we've convinced our, our value is in what we can give or produce for others. And it just, it's not really sustainable and your impact is limited. You are going to change lives being all things to all people. You can, I'm not doubting that. But is it the impact you truly want to leave? And is it the impact that you were like made right. to right. make in the world? Yeah, absolutely. So shifting a little bit from that into the leadership work that you do with women or pe- people you work with, both men and women. Um, yep. I'm speaking to mostly women since that's generally what the audience here is at She Leads Me. Um, <laughs> but when you talk to people and obviously they get a lot of insight from you um, and your coaching and the time that they spend with you. But what are a few other resources that you recommend to somebody who's looking to gain insight into becoming a better leader? Do your work, meaning like invest in yourself. If you are called to go back to school, go back to school. If you're called to work with a coach, work with a coach, but do the work that's going to develop you personally so that you can develop others. Again, if you don't walk the road, it's, it's inauthentic so you could also do the road of, you know, truly living just as long as you're creating the awareness in your own life mm-hmm. to start to shift your paradigms, your stories, how you act, lead and communicate. That's the work that's really going to matter. Mm-hmm. You can study leadership models till the cows come home. And, but if you don't study like who you are, mm-hmm. it'll just be real robotic. Mm-hmm. And you work with a lot of like executive level people, people in higher up leadership positions. Is that, is that the most common, um, you know, place where people get stuck or where, what do you see when you're working with these leaders? Like where do people get stuck in that, in their growth? The place I notice that people get stuck the most 
is when they lead a team. So leaders are really good at what they do. So if it's a team leader in real estate, really easy example, Mm -hmm. they are really good at selling houses. So good at selling houses that they've decided to create a team. Mm -hmm. The thing they're not really good at is surrendering to their team and allowing them to mess up. So letting go of control and learning that their value isn't how well they sell houses anymore, but it's how well they lead a team. Not how they train them, not how many exact lists they can make their team follow, but allowing their team to explore and mess up and make some big errors that cost a lot of money and not disempower the team and pick it up and do it all themselves, Mm -hmm. but to keep leaning back and letting others do the work. That's where people get hung up Mm -hmm. because they're so used to one, doing it all themselves, they're hustlers, Mm -hmm. or two, placing their value in what they can produce Mm -hmm. rather than what they who they are as a leader. So if you stop selling houses in order to lead your team, but you've put all your value and you get all your dopamine hits every time you sold a house, it it can really burn people out because they're not feeling fulfilled anymore Mm -hmm. because they don't know. It's just super unknown and Mm -hmm. that's uncomfortable. Right. And to me, that's the transition that people make from understanding the difference between like being a manager or like a boss and actually being a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge difference in those things um, because being a leader is what you're saying, right? It is like letting your team like work through things and learn and grow and have the experiences themselves instead of being micromanaged, which is more of mm-hmm. like a manager style type thing. I love that. That's a great example. Right. Yep. So what other resources or books, you know, we've talked about you help other people, you get a lot of help and training and development from the company that you're with, which is amazing. What other resources or or books or anything outside of what you get from that company have been transformational to you in your journey in becoming a life coach and becoming a leader? Mm -hmm. So I've got two favorite answers to this question. My first favorite answer is not a book and is not a resource. It's you. Mm -hmm. So when people come to me and ask me, what book should I read next? I love to switch the tables on them and say, how about the 30 minutes you would spend on reading a book for the next month you spend on reading yourself? Mm, Like meditation or what does that look like? Meditation kind of trips people up because they think there's a right way to do it, but just Mm -hmm. like sit and be with yourself, maybe write, maybe reflect, like really just look inward rather than looking outward. Mm, I love that. And there's no right or wrong way to do that. That could be picking up a coloring book and not listening to anything or trying to produce anything, but just being with your thoughts while you color a coloring book. It's not the absence of thought. It's being with your own thoughts that I think matters. So that's my favorite answer for what book should I read next, Steph? Have you ever tried this? Uh So if people get stuck thinking like, you know, trying to find out the the right way to be with themselves, like do you have any, you mentioned coloring, but are there any other suggestions that you have for people just to get started in that? Just a couple of ways to do it. Walking, nature. Mm -hmm. 
anything that you enjoy? Um, were you a creative at once? Did you ever play music? Did you ever paint? What are the things that you used to do when you were in high school or a kid that you haven't done in a while? Do you love building sandcastles? Like, it could be literally anything or nothing at all. Hmm. And the best thing is just keep trying different things until you find what you like. Sure. And then it clicks. And then people know when they've hit that. And maybe you're the kind of person that it'll never click and you just keep doing different things. So that could work too. Mm-hmm. Great. So if if they do that, then what other resources do you? Yeah, and I do still talk about books. I do yeah. love I'm not against reading. Uh, <laughs> Anything and Everything by Brené Brown. Okay. I just That's got in the mail her new Dare to Lead book that I had. I am particularly obsessed with that one. Mm-hmm. I'm drooling every time I read it. I text quotes to my leadership team every single day. It feels like a gut punch and illuminating all at the same time. It's yes. an amazing so leadership specific, Dare to Lead. You do not have to read any of the other ones to consume Dare to Lead and to totally get it. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend starting with her. Um, it's not technically her first book, but it's her first famous book, which is The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good place to start with Brenny's work if you've never been in it. Excellent. So to wrap up today, what would be your three tips of advice that you can give our audience for living your life through the lens of leadership? Yeah, so that would be, one is leadership isn't a position or a place to get to or even a role. It's a state of being Mm -hmm. that you must choose every moment of every day. Yes. Leadership is actually a relationship with yourself before it's a relationship with others. So it'd be looking there. Mm -hmm. That would be my number one piece that's amazing yeah um and never stop investing in yourself I think I said that earlier but Mm -hmm. truly embrace that you come first Mm -hmm. period no arguments you come first and a third um it's similar to that looking inward thing The part of you that you think isn't allowed or is too much or isn't appropriate is exactly the thing to bring out. So if you think your emotions and your heart are too much and not allowed in the workspace, bring more of it. If you think your gut intuition isn't allowed and not acceptable, bring more of it. If you think your creativity is saved for your art studio at home and not at your workplace, bring more of it. So Mm -hmm. anything that you truly think is not allowed or not appropriate and you've been dimming down, that's the thing to lead into for yourself as a leader and for yourself and just life fulfillment and joy and love. I love that. So good. So much wisdom, so much that we gained from you today. So I want people to connect with you so that they can get to know you better and seek out your guidance and wisdom and leadership skills and styles and all of that. So how can people connect with you? Social media um, and my website. My website is www.stephwill.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-W-I-L-L.com. 
my name is really long, so I've shortened it for my URL. Perfect. <laughs> and then my handles on social media, both on Facebook and Instagram, are at Steph Will Inspire. Love it. Love and it. that's also my my LinkedIn one, you know, backslash Steph mm-hmm. Will Inspire. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can also connect with me like on my personal page on Facebook, which is just Steph Williamson. I am friend to all and many. So you can add my business profile, my personal profile, whatever is your favorite way to connect. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time and for being here today. It's such a value to our listeners and such an honor for me to have you on here. So thank you very much. Thanks, Heather. We'll talk to you very soon. All right. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share with your fellow female leaders and consider leaving us a five-star review. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to get the latest information in the She Leads Me community. See you next time.